Buenos días, buenas tardes, buenas noches, señores y señores. I am Guilherme Paturi, one of your hosts for this fourth season of El Cafecito, the podcast of the Department of Spanish and Portuguese at the University of Toronto. Here today for our ninth episode of the season. I hope I got the episode correct. I have known to be making mistakes in that. Uh, but as always, I'm super happy to be here in this... It was warmer before, but in this mild uh, spring morning. Spring, though. This is awesome. Uh, so with that, I will introduce my fellow host, uh, Raquel Serrano. How are you doing today? Hola, que no cubo. I'm doing well. I'm so happy to be back. And it's one of our last episodes, so also uh, a bit sad that we are leaving, but excited to see where the podcast um, takes off next year. Absolutely. Jose Alfredo Jimenez, how are you today? Hello, everyone. I'm doing amazing. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. And yes, I'm also quite sad, as Raquel said a little bit, because um, it's one of our last episodes and the semester is wrapping up. We have a lot of assignments, a lot of um, exams to prepare in the next few weeks. So um, it's a quite a hectic um, next few weeks that we have going on. But yeah, I'm glad to be here. And I'm really excited for this episode. We have a, a really um, cool guest that uh, I happened to met a few months ago. Actually, we, we played um, some some soccer games together. So I'll leave you get to it so you can introduce our amazing guest today. Yeah, so today we're having a returning guest, actually, who was here for the last two episodes. So it is a pleasure to welcome you back, Helen. And I'll ask you as well, how are you doing? Hi, thank you. I'm doing great. Uh, recovering from COVID, that was like a really fun <laughs> week, but always grateful to be here in the podcast again. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here again. And I don't know why. How are you? Why yeah. I'm sorry. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. This is the first time I've always been. I've, I've ever been asked if I'm good. I'm great. Thank you, Raquel. Uh, and I don't know why I always do this, this this mystery because obviously the people have already seen what the episode is about on the title. But today we are going to be talking about the experience of like first year Latino students coming to Toronto for the first time, especially after uh, not after, but yeah, not after after slash during the pandemic, um, and and talk about how how their experience has been difficult not difficult necessarily maybe difficult but different that's what i meant uh from our own uh from raquel uh jose alfredo and myself came to toronto in 2018 in a very different world so with that alan uh i'm gonna start by asking you how was your first in person class like when was that like when that was uh, how was it and and how did you feel like doing your first in-person class i don't know if you were doing uh online classes like in in high school in chile so if the transition was weird or if you did any online classes uh here as well so yeah a lot of questions at once but <laughs> <laughs> um yes i actually did high school the last year of high school online and i did a semester of law in chile before coming here also online so I had the experience of like uni online and then in person here. So I was really happy that Canada was in-person classes because Chile now in 2020 implemented in-person classes for the first time. Um, I guess it was really fun since I could like 
talk to people in my classroom and see them uh comparison to for example in chile there were just names on zoom and like everyone was muted so i miss that like experience from uni and what i was more so proud of wasn't uft had so many like diversity from i have a class where we're 15 and two of them are Canadian the rest are from different parts of the world so it was really fun to see I wasn't the only one from another country and new to this place I, that's yeah. so cool yeah I think I think that's uh, one of the things I enjoy the most uh, about UFT um, that as an international student you don't really feel like you're alone like uh, you have other people coming from abroad and in a sense, it makes you feel like you're 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 not on the um, you're not by yourself. Like there's other people on the same boat as you are, and that's kind of reassuring sometimes. Uh, especially when you're um, I don't know when you're stressed about exams, when you're just like uh, coming to a new city. Uh, it's definitely a um, a bit of a challenge, and yeah, it definitely helps a lot. Um, so I think I think that's really interesting that we have the same. We, we, we have the same a similar experience in that way but um yeah i just found that really interesting and because i've heard for a lot of a lot of first years that, and second years as well that they they actually didn't have many in-person classes for like oh a bit even though uh we uft was technically back in person because because first year classes and second year to an extent then to be so large they were still online did it happen to you and that's why i i wonder what was your first in-person class like when was that yes uh it happened because from five of the courses i took uh the first semester three were in person and this semester i have only two days of classes only three classes in total, in-person classes. The rest is all asynchronous, which I hate because yes, it gives you flexibility, but at the same time, it's just a plain video with like the content and it's really hard to be focused three hours per week per course. And I guess like in a way I was happy because I had some in-person classes, but I always think about what if I've had like the actual university experience from like the start having all in-person classes. And I guess I'll always ask myself that <laughs> because I don't know we, if we're going to like normal classes soon. But I guess, yes, I, I had a lot of asynchronous in, in, in online courses. Yeah, for sure. I actually, so bring it back to my first year experience and certainly Raquel's as well because we were in a lot of classes together in first year actually um we my first actually my first ever ever U of T class was actually Spanish I took advanced advanced Spanish in my first year and that was my first in-person class well back then there was no pandemic so that being my first in-person class isn't so dramatic as it is now um but we also had an asynchronous class Raquel we had Eco 105 online which what, did you take it online? I'm sorry, I didn't actually know. My I took it oh. online. Oh, I did. I so I took it person. online. Yeah. I took Eco 105 online, and that was asynchronous as well. Although that word didn't even exist, like I didn't. And it was just called online. So and I loved it because I didn't actually want to wake up at eight in the morning. The class was at eight in the morning back in the day. Uh, it was which on I don't, Monday. It was Monday, on a Monday. Eight to ten, and then <laughs> yeah. At Isabel wow. Bader Theater. 
And I don't even know if that's legal anymore. It used to be like having ADMs. That happens sometimes. I don't think that's allowed anymore. Um, but yeah, so so I did have that asynchronous experience as well in first year. But again, it's so different now. Back then, I did it as a choice. Today, people first and second years are obligated to do it for a bunch of their introductory classes, which, as you said, Alan, is is uh, has a lot of problems and is, of course, uh, alienating at times. And yeah, but right. I think I think the point that you say that back then it was more of a choice. Oh yeah, I'm gonna just take this one online because I don't want to wake up at 8 a.m. And now it was like you have to take everything online. I think that's kind of I don't know. I I never really thought about it that that way, kind of because yeah, like um, I mean I didn't have any online classes on my first year. But I remember on my on my second year um for some for psych for a psychology class. It was like psych 101 or something and and I, I i i wanted to take this class but it didn't really fit my schedule uh, well so i just chose to take the online uh online lecture because it just fit my schedule and it was like okay like there's such a relief now to be able to take it online but now it's just like you have to take it and it's it's like a chore like ugh, I, everything's online you know yeah and i think that's why our our uh well last quarter of second year and certainly third years were so uh tiresome in a way at least those for me because online classes do have take a toll on you uh but then i think well to make if i'm going to be positive i think you joined ufc at a pretty good time i don't think that we're going to go back to all online ever again so i think that you will have the full university experience i think ufc is going to phase out more and more these asynchronous classes and hopefully by by september by by next january the latest i think we're gonna have close to everything in person again so you have plenty of time to enjoy that if that makes it uh, it better and and with that i would like to ask you another question uh, which how was your experience like with in-campus facilities like do you live in campus uh did you go to libraries gyms like what do you think about cafeterias like how did you think about the campus in this covid world uh, honestly, that's, I think, one of the points that I hated about online. It's, I'm a commuter. I'm a first-year commuter, which is not really convenient if you're new to the country, because <laughs> I didn't know anyone here. So I, I know a lot of first-year commuters that act like, I don't know, they have their friends from high school, so they still have, like, a social cycle. Uh, but from my perspective, campus was... I remember the first day at London or Toronto, I came right away to the campus to see it in person. Like I didn't wait, not even a day. I took the, the subway from North York where I used to commute and spent all the day here. And I realized how huge it was because <laughs> I was walking for like three hours. And honestly, I love campus. There's a lot of people that hate on it, but I feel there's so many resources, like the libraries, I find them amazing like having that and being able to use it every day, I think it's so good. And I used to spend all day in campus before I moved closer to the campus. But I feel um, as a commuter, it's sometimes designed for like residents. Uh, I remember Trinity, uh, in Trinity College, I used, always used to struggle to find a place where to sit if I wasn't from rest. 
because because of the COVID measurements, they used to kick out commuters from Strawn and other places and facilities inside Trinity. So I kind of felt left out, like the university really didn't care about commuters, but as the time passed uh, with the measurements going like uh, low, they took out the strand restriction, it was way better. So I guess as a first year commuter with the COVID situation, it was kind of bad at first, but once you get to know the campus, I like it. Nothing to say about that. <laughs> Helen, and, and also, um, besides just the campus itself, uh, what about Toronto, like, um, as a city? Uh, how How is that experience of coming, of moving to a new place and then having everything sort of, like, either on lock, on full lockdown or with uh, restrictions and, like, like how, like, how, because usually I feel like when I go somewhere, when I travel somewhere, I love to, like, explore. I'm like, oh, I just want to go in here. Like, I see this cool place, I want to go there, but then, if you don't even know, like, oh, is, it, is this even open? Is this allowed? Like, can I, like, how was that experience for you? I think Toronto is uh, really relaxed on COVID measures in comparison to Chile, because I, I gotta say, I don't know if you've been in Chile in, since COVID started, but the measures are 10 times more restrictive. Uh, you need to have your vaccination passport every time because they ask for it everywhere and when i came here i felt no one cared about covid at all like in the airport there was no distance between people the masks they're now like i see people everywhere without a mask in the ttc in general i feel on a matter of restrictions it wasn't really bad i actually was scared because people are like careless a little bit here um, but I guess it's, uh, you get used to it. And on terms of the city itself, I feel it's so, so safe as a woman, uh, that I felt relieved in a way because I could walk downtown and like 12 AM and nothing's going to happen to me. And that's like, I feel like it's a privilege when you come from a place where after five, 4 PM you're afraid of being in the street as a woman. So I guess it's a privilege to feel this safe and I'm really grateful for that. I think that, that really that relates really nice. to, to your campus experience and the uni your, your university experience. I remember in first year and even second year when I was even in residence, um, I wasn't afraid of going back to my dorm at like 2 a.m. Um, I wasn't afraid of like walking on campus until very late at night. I wasn't afraid of like waking up early and going to the gym or going to the library without like just worrying that something's going to happen to me. And I think that really um, influences how we feel about the things that we could do on campus. Um, so it's great that you feel that way, that you feel that, that you're safe and that you have, that you can do whatever you want uh, without worrying necessarily about your security or your safety. Um, although it's still important to take care of yourself and like don't put your um, yourself in dangerous situations but like it's still a good thing that that you feel um safer um that's that's great um and raquel i don't think it's just um like helen and, and raquel both uh i think helen did say this explicitly but she said that uh she made an important point she said as a woman she feels safe and i also want to say that um 
like me me too i mean i feel really safe in toronto i mean i know that's really different like uh i'm a man and like i feel like it's definitely a, a big uh distinction that has to be made but also i i do feel a lot safer uh when i came to toronto like just walking at night like after a party like uh after playing soccer late uh, at night at the park walking through uh through queen's park uh with like no lights on and it's it's definitely a big relief like i wouldn't see myself doing the same i'm from quito from ecuador and i would not do that back at my own city because it's not as safe like i mean i don't feel that comfortable doing it so i think it's really interesting that we all have the same the same like perspective on this i don't know about yugi uh was this a was it the same case in in brasilia like how's the situation there do you also feel suppose but again i don't think it's a fair comparison because i although brasilia is not a super safe city by any means I don't think it's fair. I've I've never in my life left my home afraid of being harassed or afraid of being I I left afraid of being mugged but not of being killed or 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 um as I said harassed so I think that women's experience is quite different I don't think it's very fair to compare. Uh but I wanted to 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 ask uh, Raquel and Ellen about that without going in too much of a tangent. Uh do you feel that be, because you feel so much safer here and you see how that safety and that feeling of comfort when walking late at night is possible. Does that make you more outraged that in our own countries that doesn't exist? Uh, I would say definitely yes. Um, it is, um, I mean, of course there's violence here. That's why we have campus police. That's why there are different, even student groups that advocate for better security on campus. Um, but I think comparing to my situation here versus how I feel back home, it is like, why Why do I have, like, why is it that only in Toronto that I can feel this way, um, that I can only do these things here because I know that nothing's going to happen to me. But back home, I, this is just an example. Um, I used to run here. Um, I went back home for the winter semester of last year and I was getting ready to go for, for a run in my neighborhood. And then my dad was like, no, like, don't, don't do that. Like, I can go for, with you like later today, but like, don't go by yourself because um, it is too dangerous. It was like, what, 4 or 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And that was not even like possible for me to do because of how dangerous the city is. So when putting those, like, these two experiences um, next to one another, it does make me feel like, why can I not do all of these other things that I love and that I like? Um, in my home country or in my home city. And it's not just like being able to do these activities that are like my hobbies, but also for so many women. And I think that's the part that really, I guess, um, infuriates me the most that so many women, they're just doing their basic activities like going to work or going to the grocery store and like taking care of their, their family and taking care of themselves while they're doing all these activities that are so important. That's when they are harassed. That's when they are being um, put in danger. So that's when, like, it is very infuriating to see that happen. Um, and it's also, it just makes me really think of, of the privilege that I have here by being able to um, feel be safe. Yeah, I was, I had to think about this answer because lately uh, there's been a lot of 
concerns about young women in Chile being harassed, kidnapped, and um, and drugged with something called burundanga. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's a drug that they put in surfaces, like a liquid. And if you touch it, in 10 minutes, you are unconscious and you don't know where you are. So it's really bad. And uh, I don't know, my when I got into school, all of my concerns were... I gotta get in this like in this time. I gotta be on time. I gotta go out and go fast, commute fast. But my friends right now are thinking I gotta commute without getting kidnapped. I gotta commute without being harassed, and that just <laughs> it's like infuriating to 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 think about the fact that my concerns seem so like nothing in comparison to theirs, because I have the privilege to be here. And I guess I wish that for all of my friends that they could commute safe and not be worried about being followed or or jogged in the subway. But I, yeah, I feel, I feel since we're in such a like safe overall, it's not, just, it's not that nothing's gonna happen here, but I feel as a young woman, Uh, we shouldn't be worried about being kidnapped at 6 p.m. because I wanted to go for a run because I wanted to go to the mall, you know? It's something that feels too much of a responsibility for such a young age for women. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And 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 I hate to shift gears so abruptly, but I just want to bring the discussion back <laughs> to a bit of a lighter tone. Uh, because I wanted to ask all of you in a in a lightning lightning round, let's call this. I'm gonna ask all of you what is your favorite uh, library slash uh, study spot on campus and your favorite place to eat on campus. That can be a residence cafeteria, a cafe, whatever. It can be also not in campus, like this eating part it can be close to campus, just to serve as a as a not only to show what our preferences are and expose you guys on the internet. No, I'm joking. It's just so you guys so we can give. Uh, <laughs> These can serve as tips for other students who are wondering what are nice places to go on campus. So I will start myself. Uh, and my favorite study spot is the E.J. E. Pratt Library on Victoria College. And my favorite eating place, not because of the food quality by any means, but because of nostalgia, is uh, the, for the Fung dining hall in university college but if you're actually looking for quality i recommend bar mercurio expresso on bloor and saint george and with that i'll give the ball to raquel who's smiling so i'm hoping she had a chance to think about this um yeah so for the study spot my i think my favorite is the hong kong library it's located robert's library eighth floor near the i think the, there are two libraries there um One is the Hong Kong Library. I really love that one. It's open from 12 to 5 p.m. Um, the view is amazing. Um, the chairs are comfy, I guess. Uh, it's very quiet usually. And I think I just like that place because of the view and there are some couches there that you can sit down to take a break. So that's, that's a good one. Um, in terms of food, I live in the annex now. Um, so definitely have to choose any any restaurant in the annex. I know there's a bunch of uh, students that like sad. It's a like shawarma falafel place. Um, so that was a good one. Yes, sad. Um, yes, what a yeah, place. 
that's a good one. And it's good. They have deals for students as well. So check those discounts out because we are students. Um, but yeah, I will say that uh, it's a good place and it's close to campus. So a good, good place to go. Yeah, and yeah, I can confirm. I've been to Zod a few times my first year, right after leaving class at Oise. And just for reference, Zod is, I think it's Bloor and probably Spadina. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Bloor and Spadina um, next to uh, like the shoppers or the Team Hortons in the area. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's not super far from Robarts or the Athletic Center or, as I said, Oise. So if you guys are in the yeah. area and you want some nice lunch, I recommend Zod as well. Uh, and we'll so do we your should last... get Zod to, to do a, a paid sponsorship now. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll do you last, then, since you are our, our first year, our resident first year. So give the ball to Jose. Jose, favorite study spot and yes. place to eat. Actually, I feel like, um, Guille, you probably already know this. If you, I feel like you already know my favorite spot as it's the same one as you. I really love uh, AJ Pratt. I think it's um, one of the most beautiful libraries we have. I really love the... Um, I just really love the vibe there. I don't know. It's not so intense. Uh, in, it's not such an intense vibe as as, as you get in other libraries. Uh, it's really relaxing, I guess. That, that's what it makes me feel. And um, yeah, I, I do have... Um, I remember we we worked there together a bunch of times and it just really it just gives you good vibes and good energy to keep up studying I guess I really love it and and yeah I think my favorite place to eat I don't think it's really on campus but it's more it's pretty close I mean I have the the um, I, I feel I think I'm blessed to be able to live pretty close to campus so I usually just like either go home and I eat at um, I mean, I think it's, I think, yeah, I think I could say it's one of my top 20, I guess, favorite restaurants in the city. It's called Nando's. I'm pretty sure everyone or a lot of people know it. it it's like really, it's like literally really close to my house without getting too much into detail to expose my, <laughs> not that anyone cares or where I live, but um, yeah, it's really close to my house. So I would just go to Nando's and then either stay home and work there or just go back to class or library so yeah i think i think that's that's usually where i eat um a lot of yeah and for, and for reference nando's is this international chain of chicken which is pretty good and it's at located at Youngin college so not exactly on campus but it's it's close by so if you're fancying something different in, but it was yeah. bay and college it is bay and college i don't know why i said young it's absolutely bay and yeah. college yes yes, yes. good <laughs> so good so if you're uh, fancying something different and you don't mind the walk, you should absolutely try it now. That's a brilliant place. And with that, Ellen, after almost a full year in Toronto, what is your favorite uh, your favorite study spot slash library and place to eat in or around campus? Yeah, I guess I know a lot of places since I'm a commuter. Uh, a lot of my restaurant friends don't know like they don't eat out much, but since I'm a commuter, I, I have eaten a lot out. I would say my favorite library is definitely Gerstein because I hate the fact that Roberts, it's usually loud, not always, not everywhere, but overall is louder than Gerstein. And I usually study there when I can, 
or I would say this um, like silly hold in Trinity. Uh, it's a really like non-formal space, but it's always open. And I, what I like about it, it's, it looks like Howard. So like you're, I'm in a Harry Potter movie when I'm studying, so I like that. And the favorite place, I would say like in campus would be new college like dining hall because <laughs> since I was a commuter, I needed somewhere to eat sometimes. And since I couldn't buy in Strawn, I went to new college a lot of times and I ordered the salad they do that it's so good. I recommend that if you're ever hungry and on campus and you can pay debit, so no problem. And outside of campus, there's a coffee uh, called Five Elements that's on, I don't remember the street, but it's, if you walk from the Rome up, like north two or three blocks, you'll find it. And it's a, like a really chill and like, normal coffee cafe with really good coffee and I usually go with my friends there and spend like five hours studying so I really like that place that's awesome and yeah and yeah new college has this I don't know if it still is but it used to be when I first came to UFT it used to be the best dining hall food on campus that was its whole deal and I went a couple of times and it wasn't bad by any means but I just didn't find it that much better than university college to, uh, to figure definitely wow. not gourmet <laughs> yeah so i was like i was ex- I, I don't know what i was expecting but I, I i wasn't exactly disappointed i was more underwhelmed than disappointed but definitely but it's definitely not it's definitely pretty good food but i wouldn't say that i think all the hate of with, with uc dining hall and with uh, i don't know if there's any hate of trend dining hall Raquel, but, but there's definitely is with uc i think it's there's unfair a lot I think that Fung is a pretty good place to eat, and uh, anyone who says otherwise is 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 lying. That's not true. <laughs> I'm kidding. I kid, but I do think that Fung is a pretty decent place to eat. Gilly, what about? Um, I remember you told me once that um, you enjoyed eating at another restaurant on campus. It was perhaps somewhere in Northrop Fry basement. I heard that you went to McDonald's. You found a McDonald's somewhere in there. <laughs> uh yes yes there's also the mcdonald's underneath Norfolk fry so if you guys ever are feeling like you want macros you can go there but i do think that you know uh, eating macros every week is a bit is a bit much so but yeah mcdonald's <laughs> under Norfolk fry uh if anyone just, finds the location of the mcdonald's please um put it down in the comments or yeah share, share your experience with us please and just to finish up the episode, lads, I, as always, we got carried away. I only have one final question to Ellen, and I, we can all weigh in on this because I think it's pretty important. Uh, Ellen, so again, you're finishing up your first year. It is post time. How are you feeling about post? Did you actually, did you know about post before coming to U of T? Um, so that's, of course, post of your program of study for any first years or non U of T students listening. So that's actually your major or specialization or minor that you're going to be enrolled as in your second year, uh, which you're not in your first year. And I was shocked when I discovered this when I got here. So yeah, my first question is, did you know a post existed before coming one and two, what are you thinking about? What's going to be your major specialization and what are your plans? I didn't have an idea. Like I had no idea of how the Canadian system worked because in Chile you choose a career and you study the same thing for five years and that's it you're ready you don't have to choose a lot of things just like electives but 
I spent, I, I guess, a month just studying the university through the online page to try to understand what I had to do to like getting getting here. And I didn't know about the the majors like perfectly until I got here and everyone was talking, no, I want to do IR, I want to do econ. And I was like, okay, what's this? Like, I thought I wanted to do IR and PCJ. I got really serious comments about PCJ. So I slowly eliminated that option. And then I guess now my situation is, I really don't know if I want to do IR. I don't feel it's the approach I was looking for when I came here. So I'm probably going to do diaspora and transnational studies and women and gender equity studies that I feel it's something I would enjoy studying and would also give me like the approach I was looking for. Yeah, for sure. I think that uh, I'm actually, you just said, said my degree. I am an in international relations and peace, conflict, and justice. <laughs> so, yeah, we can definitely chat about that uh, some other time if you want. But um, whilst I do have some major criticism to PCJ, I did, I did enjoy it, especially my third year class. I did like my third year PCJ experience. Fourth year and first, first year, not at all. And fourth year eh, so far. Um, with IR, I think that my biggest criticism to IR is that the in, I don't think that the trend classes you take, that you're forced to take, are add too much to your knowledge. I think they're very, I think those trend classes should be improved. I did, I, I'm okay. I, I thought trend 250 was okay. Trend 350, I hated. And my 400 level trend course, I didn't super enjoy either. I think you're pretty. Uh, you're forced to go into a certain path, which is not the path I would have liked to go. I would have liked more flexibility from the IR department. So uh, I'll leave it at that, If unless Raquel wants to comment a bit on that as well. I will also add that, I mean, it's an international relations program, but how international is it? Um, and I'm just going to say that as my experience based on the readings that we had to do, the topics that we studied, the course content, like coming from Latin America, we barely talked about Latin America. Um, and I already completed my IR um, requirements. So I've taken a bunch of courses for IR and it's just in maybe a couple that we talked about Latin America from a perspective from Latin America, uh, because oftentimes we talk about it from a, Eurocentric slash North American perspective that fails to acknowledge other factors and the context, the political, the so social, economic context of the region. So my question is how international is the IR program at UFT? But yeah, I mean, as a first year student, I think you have so many options. Um, if you go to the UFT website and you look through the programs, there are like hundreds of programs. And it's good to have, I guess, the options to choose, you know. Um, and as first year students, I think we all come with the idea that, oh, I'm going to do IR, I'm going to do poli-sci, and I'm going to stick with those programs until you realize that IR might not be for you or poli-sci might not be for you. And there are other programs that are more interesting, are more uh, related to what you want to do in the future. So if I can give you an advice as a first year, like, to a first year student it would be, to be open-minded in terms of exploring other programs. 
And for that, you will have to talk to students that are in other, enrolled in other programs and also talk to professors that are uh, part of other programs and departments at the university. Because there are so many options and it's good to have the options, but it's also um, required as you as, for you as a student to you, do your research on all these, these programs. Um, and I'm pretty sure you will find one that you like and one that you uh, feel happy about. Yeah, absolutely. I said that to me, um, like either on first year before coming to U of T. What exactly what Rakia just just told everyone? That was that was really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Rakia as well. Um, and yeah, guys, uh, as always, we went a lot over. So I think we should end this wonderful discussion here. It's great when it goes over because it means we have so much to talk about and we are so at ease with each other, which is great. Uh, but with that, I will end this week's episode unless there are any final comments from Elen, Raquel, or Jose Alfredo. Last chance, speak now or be quiet forever. I feel like we, we talked about almost everything that we wished and and one and plan to talk about. So I don't really have anything else to, to add on to the conversation. Awesome. Enjoy your, enjoy your experience. I mean, as a fourth year that is graduating this June, um, just looking back at everything I did and I guess those these three past years, just try to enjoy your university experience. And I'm pretty sure that you're gonna have the the full student life experience, uh, the university experience that you were looking for. So just have fun. Yeah. So with that, thank you all very much for being here today. Ellen, thank you so much for being here again as a wonderful guest. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Again, as I always say, the doors are always open. We want you to come as much as you're available and as much as you want to be here. Um, and of course, to our listeners, please uh, don't forget to share this episode, to share on social media, and to follow El Cafecito on Instagram. It was a pleasure, as always, to be here, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Thank you so much. Ciao, ciao.